<laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to Primetime TV show. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly and with me is Andy Lyons from Lyons Law Group. Hello. Welcome back again. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been, geez, it seems like you were just here, but it was a couple, a of, couple months. of months ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were talking about real estate law and we were just talking just before we opened the show about how important our homes are to us. And the one thing that you said that you take such pride in in your practice is helping people to come back from the edge, make them a little bit more comfortable in their position. Because if you're like me, the last thing you want to do is lose your home. And so we're going to bring up some little touchy sub subjects today, but I think you're going to be pleased with what you hear and what Andy has to say. So since I saw you last, yes. any changes, updates, new legislation, well, new laws, anything? Actually, what we're starting to see is uh, some trends. So. We're starting to see property values start to come back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And as property values start to come back, the banks kind of get more brazen, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Less willing to work with you mm -hmm. because if they figure, well, if they can just go take your house, why, why bother working with you? Mm -hmm. um, um, so we tr try and really gain some leverage in terms of getting, convincing the bank to give my clients a modification and keep their home, which is really what we're talking about. Well, I'm glad that you kind of followed up with that statement because I was just saying bringing them back from the edge so that modification yeah. could be that tool, right? And, that, and that's almost always what it is. Most oh, of the really? Time, yeah. Most of the time, my clients only want to keep their home. That's what folks want. I know. Uh, I that's know. why they bought it in the first place. Yes. Um, they just got on some hard times and now mm -hmm. they've got Goliath after them and they can't quite right the ship and they can't quite get there. They can almost get there, but they can't mm -hmm. quite get there. Yeah. But the bank almost isn't enough. It's all or none. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't grow on trees. You only have so much money available. So it really takes an ability to work with the bank to kind of make them realize why it's better to work with you yes. um, and redo this loan to let you keep your house than it would be to foreclose and take it, which is the alternative, which is, I think, what keeps people up at night. Yes. Um, they're worried about when the sheriff is going to come or where they're going to sleep or what they're going to eat. Um, and that stress level, quite frankly, is what I think the banks prey upon. Um, to them, it's only money. They don't care where you go. They don't care where you live. They don't care what happens to your house. Mm -hmm. um, you do. Your family does. Um, that's right. But that's about it. Yeah. So um, I certainly understand trying to pull people back from the ledge, give them some breathing room, mm -hmm. um, and act as an intermediary between them and the bank. Um, more than anything, though, it's important to interface with your bank. It's important yes. to communicate with them mm -hmm. uh, because there are all kinds of op offers and options that can be offered um, that weren't available last month that are suddenly available this month. So, really? Yeah, I tell people not to get discouraged. I once had a bank <coughs> employee tell mm -hmm. me that because um, my client's zip code ended with an odd number, they could not get a modification this month. They were only doing odd number zip code modifications next month. Now, if that's not arbitrary <laughs> and random, I don't know what is. Okay. Um, but what that tells you is there's all these internal reasons and things going on with the banks that you'll never know about, um, but that we can really take advantage of. You just got to be the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, quite frankly. Just, sure. Just constant, constant communication. And and I've, I've heard you say that before. Now, let me ask you this. So... I would guess that it's up to us as the homeowner to also educate ourselves to to as much as we possibly can so that when we are talking to the bank that they 
don't feel like they can really take advantage after what you just said. Yes. Especially if they want to get your house back and, you know, you can't seem to get where you need to be and they just want to grab it back. And I think that they do it on purpose. They make that modification process so hard, people pull their hair out. They want this document and that document, but we've already sent in that document and they deny that they got it, but we know it's in their system. And that's enough for people just to throw their hands up and give up. They're trying to work, they're trying to earn a living, they're trying to keep their family going. It is a full-time job to deal with these banks and that is by design. If the banks make it so hard for you to get through the mess, that you give up, that's exactly what they want. Then they make, they get all of their money, um, or most of it, anyway. Um, the trick is to not let them get away with that. That if you're dealing with the bank yourself, you have to be doggedly persistent. You need to have a single point of contact assigned to your file. You need to call that single point of contact at least a couple times a week and find out, well, how's the process going? What's available? Do you need anything updated? Um, and I often hear that from clients. They'll say, well, I, I, the bank denied my modification. And I'll say, why? Um, and it wasn't because they didn't earn enough money or they didn't have enough assets. It's because they never got through the process, that the bank never got all the documents they needed. And they say, but I sent them everything they needed. And the problem is the bank needs updates, but they won't tell you they need updates, you have to call and ask what needs to be updated to oh, find that how out. How convenient for the bank, right. right? So the bank gets to deny all these modifications because they didn't have all the documents they needed. Meanwhile, the homeowner never even knew they were supposed to send anything in. Um, again, that's the persistence. You've got to stay on top of your bank representative to find out where you are in the process, what needs to be updated, what needs to be explained, what's being offered. Um, it, it, it is just hounding them as just like they hound you. Uh, mm -hmm. Just as that bank starts calling my clients and calling at all hours of the night, sending threatening letters, um, that same kind of persistence is needed to go back at them. Right. I believe yeah. that. So, okay, Andy, so at what point do we call Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Any edit? I mean, at the we don't want to wait until it's really detrimental. So that's why I want to have this show is to really educate you on the different stages of what happens when you're in a challenge with keeping or losing your home, right? Yeah, I, I would say, how do I describe this best? When your spider senses start tingling, it's probably a good time to call. When, oh. you've, when you've had enough, mm, when you okay. just can't get it done. And I always encourage people to try this on their own yes, first, yes. because that's the best solution. Yes. Um, but there are times when submitting that loan modification from application from a law firm sends a message. It says that, look, bank, if you don't agree to give my client a good deal on this loan modification, guess who's waiting in the wings to fight the foreclosure? The gladiator. So there's, right. <laughs> so there's the time value of money. It, I, you have to talk the bank's language, which is only money. So if we make it so that it's more expensive to deal with us than it is to give my client a good deal so they can keep their home, they give the client a good deal to keep their home. We've got something like a 97% acceptance rate on our modifications, on those that we try. 97%? Um, yes, which is, I realize, incredibly high. Yes. Um, the reason is because the bank gets it, quite frankly. They understand what we do. They understand what defense attorneys who do what I do, and they understand that that modification application is really going to result in something that's in everyone's best interest. The yes. bank gets all their money. Uh, the homeowner keeps their home. The lawsuit goes away. The lawyers go away. And, and, and that's, that's what I call a high-five moment. That's when we got to where we were trying to go. Okay, so let me ask you this question. All right, so somebody comes to you. Maybe they're not that far behind. Mm -hmm. Maybe four, five, six months, something like that. Then you've got somebody else that 
comes to you when they're like eight, nine, ten months. Mm -hmm. I guess taking a look at where they're at in their finances gives you sort of a sort of that uh, sweet spot as to where they're going to be should they um, retain you yes. as their, their lawyer. Which is why we have a 97% acceptance rate, because I know before going in, in all likelihood, what's going to happen. I love Because it. we've done it so many times. That's what There's I want There's times when I won't let clients retain me to try, because I know it won't result in something Okay. Good. And what would um, that be based on? If they have no income. Um, so I've oh, got, I've got yeah. right? Well, no. Yeah, yeah. That's a real, that's a real, yeah. so right now we've got no income. So uh -huh. I can't get approved for a modification. Now I need some time for you to right. get back on your feet, get some income coming in, and then we can apply. There's times when I'm applying right when my clients first go behind. There's times when I'm applying to stop a foreclosure sale. Uh -huh. Those are two ends of the spectrum, oh, years yeah. apart from one another. Yeah. Um, that's okay. We can jump in at any point and make an attempt to save the home. It's never too late. Okay. Um, I know a lot of folks think that the it started, and the case is going on and it's too late. No, there's some, there's some ways to really use the court process to help us. I can have a judge send everybody to a mediation that the bank pays for in an attempt to get all the players at the table at the same time to the, work out a good loan modification. That the bank um, pays yeah, for Yeah, the judge makes the bank pay for it usually. It's great. Um, I love this guy. That, that, that being said, it's a really good opportunity for my clients to have, for me to get everybody at the table at the same time to see what we can work out in terms of a loan modification. In fact, the banks hate those so much, they usually offer the modification before we ever get there. Really? So they don't need to pay for it, to pay their witness to go, to pay their attorney to go. It's expensive for them to do this. Um, knowing that, hey, look, if there's a modification offer anyway, then they might as well offer it up. Um, I'm starting to see something called a streamlined modification now, where the banks are just offering a modification without us even asking for it, just to get us out of the way, just to get me out of the way. Um, that's fantastic. I love it when that happens. But um, that tells me that the banks are still really doing a lot of modifications. I'm still seeing a lot of them. Um, mm -hmm. But I worry, as property values begin to creep back up, mm -hmm. that the banks will have less and less of an incentive to do that. Exactly. So uh -huh. if you're in that situation right now, challenged with your home, and even though, I mean, hardship hits a lot of people, and you just never know when it's going to. It could be you. It may be you right now. And if so, you may want to give Andy a call and have a little chit-chat with him about your situation, because it's never too late, as you just said, right? Correct. It is not. Um, there's so many different options for people. Um, there's there's a short sale at the end of all this to clean it up and make it go away if we can't save the home. We're always trying to save the home first. That's okay. first and foremost. Okay. Um, but it's really very goal dependent upon what, what the borrower, the homeowner wants to do. Exactly. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the lingo like forbearance and get a little clarification on that little puppy mm -hmm. and so much more. We'll be right back after this. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen hi everyone welcome back into primetime tv here on we being tv i'm barbara marvel kelly it's always a pleasure to have somebody that is really in the know and andy lyons from lyons law group is definitely in the know and i'm really break we're really breaking it down here today he's been back after a, a couple of months being off and we're just really kind of Looking at everything the best way we can to give you the best pointers as we possibly can. We were talking about, during the break, forbearance. Yes. Now, forbearance. Do you know what a forbearance is? I want Andy to talk about the fact that there are several different types of forbearances. And the bank doesn't explain each of them. They only throw one out at you. Yeah. Why? A lot of times my clients get themselves in a lot of trouble with these. And here's uh -huh. what, here's the typical scenario. Something goes wrong, right? Uh, you lost your job or someone has a medical condition. Something goes wrong that is sure. tapping your finances. Um, a, a hurricane. Okay. So you can call the bank and say, Hurricane Irma came through my area. I want a forbearance. Sounds great. The bank says, that's great. For the next six months, you have a forbearance. And so you sit back and you think, this is great. I have six months. I don't need to make a mortgage payment. After that six-month forbearance is over, I'll just go back to making my mortgage payment all well and good. But that is not how a forbearance works. A forbearance, the one that is the bank is typically going to offer you, says you cannot make those payments for the next six months. But after that six months, you're going to make them all. And then you can also make your normal monthly payment. So after six months of not making a payment, you've got to make a lump sum of six months of payments. Now, they're going to waive the interest and the late fees that would be associated with that. But gosh, I don't have six months of payments. I was on a forbearance because I was having economic issues anyway. If I had the money, I would have paid it. Um, and so then what happens? So at the end of that three-month or six-month forbearance, the bank comes knocking. And the bank says, hey, you owe us six months of payments or we're going to take your house. And you say, well, wait a second. You said I had a forbearance. And they said, you did. We didn't start the foreclosure in those last six months. And, and you're just shocked. And I see those folks all the time. Seriously. All the time. And so they don't, the banks don't explain, well, this is how the forbearance works, that you, we give you the fair forbearance, but then at the end of that time, then you'll owe this amount. Well, the devil's in the details. They send you the paperwork and tell you to read it and sign it. And it's in there. And most folks have no idea what that means when they're signing it because most folks think of a forbearance as, I just don't need to pay my mortgage for a little bit. And then after right. that three months, I'll just get back on track and keep paying again. Um, 
It's not. The bank is just running the tab the whole time. Yeah. You've got to pay that whole bill at the end of the forbearance. But that is typically not feasible for most folks. Exactly. Where they wouldn't be asking for the forbearance to begin with. So that, I think, is one of those things that the banks sell that really gets people behind. Um, it gives them this false notion that everything's going to be okay in three or six months when all they're really doing is just not paying their mortgages. That's what it boils down to. Um, that catches up to some extent. That's when we get into the modification because then they come to me and they say, wait a minute, I owe six months. That's when we're convincing the bank to take that and throw it on the back end of the loan and you know make the payment a, a normal monthly payment again. That's called a modification. So. What you don't realize is you can go through a forbearance, but unless you do a modification when you are done with that, you've got to stroke a check for all the payments you didn't make. Um, that's typically not feasible. There are other kinds of forbearances. There, are, there is the type of forbearance where they're not going to accept any of it, and it's pre-planned that that's going to get put on the back of the loan. Uh, that needs to be worked out in advance. Otherwise, that forbearance just simply means we're not going to sue you because you didn't pay us this month but you still owe us the money, and when this little grace period is over, you owe it to us all. Mm -hmm. um, that gets some folks in a lot of trouble. Um, sure. They don't quite realize what that means, especially in the midst of an actual hardship. At that point, you're, you're thinking the bank is helping you out by allowing you not to make a payment. Um, right, and, right. Um, it's gonna come due. So at, that, so at that point, let's say people, either they didn't read the, the paperwork and they just found themselves caught up in that, they call you, and that's where you come in with the modification and Correct. make that offer with the bank. Correct. My job is to write the ship. My mm -hmm. job is to say, look, this is not what they expected, bank, and mm -hmm. this is where we need to be in order to save this home. Um, we need to rework those missed payments into a good loan modification so that they can just make a normal monthly payment. No big lump sum is due. It's just this is your new monthly payment. It starts next month, and on it goes. Um, that's what people expected, believe it or not, mm -hmm. as part of that forbearance, but that's not what they get. So, so and is that part of, part of that high percentage of successes that you have? In yeah, I, we do them at all different times. So we'll do modifications right after a forbearance, before the foreclosures even started. Um, we'll do modifications as soon as somebody is behind. The moment, the, the day they're behind, we'll start that modification process. Um, there's times when we're doing that modification process after it's been in foreclosure for a couple of years and it's right before the foreclosure sale. At that point, we're going to find out, hey, if the bank offers me a good deal, I'll take it and keep it. If not, I'll let it go. Um, so it, there's no right or wrong. It really just comes down to when the homeowner is motivated to, to, to mm -hmm. try and save the home. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on when it comes up for them. I see. I think more often than that not. That makes but, sense. But yes, all of those are part of the high percentage of success cases. Yes, I'd lump them all together in one big pile of modification attempts um, for whatever reason. The reason is kind of irrelevant. Um, it's the process, really, that, that we yeah. hone in on. It's the process and doing the same thing that's been successful in the past. And here's the key. You know, and you just said earlier in the first segment, that you will take on what you know that you can help these people with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's also knowing which bank it is. So that oh. plays into it too, right? All banks are not equal and are not the same. Mm. Um, strangely, I will have more luck with bigger giant banks than I will with small local banks. So some of the small local banks um, 
<laughs> are much more difficult to deal with really? in terms of getting a modification. Yeah, the larger banks get big government bailout money and tax deductions, oh. and they've got so much money that you're not even a drop in the bucket. So it hurts them a lot less to do a principal reduction or a good modification. Um, uh, some of the smaller lenders that are local in the area are, are less willing to work with folks. And you think that's the opposite of what it should be. Yeah. That's my local lender. They should be willing to help. Um, I found them to be the hardest on folks than anyone else. Huh. The local credit unions, the small little banks around, mm -hmm. um, they're coming after people. They're taking homes. They're coming after the money that they owe. Mm -hmm. Whereas typically the larger banks are more forgiving. Mm -hmm. um, they've got a lot more lawsuits going against them. Mm -hmm. And we sue those big banks all the time for... Uh, credit abuses and and um, they know that they're subject to that so they have more reason I think to try and work with folks and make problems go away can you define what credit abuses are yes so there's a whole division of my law firm where we sue the banks because um, it's fun I don't know how to describe that any other way um, it's fun. The, the truth is it's fun to punch back yeah um, um, a lot of times the banks or creditors will be sending my clients monthly statements. And in those monthly statements, they're demanding way more than they're entitled to. That is a Fair Debt Credit Reporting Act. That's, that's a, it's, a, um, a, it's, it's an act that has to do with how they're reporting it on your credit as well. Um, there's a Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which says that if they're sending you statements that have wrong numbers in it, that's a lawsuit against them. There's the Telephone uh, uh, Collection Practices Act, which says that if they're calling you and they shouldn't be, we can sue them. We get clients $1,500 per phone call. Um, that adds up. There's times when there's hundreds of phone calls from these banks all throughout the day and night. It doesn't take long for that stuff to add up. Uh, if they're doing that improperly, we're going to sue them. Um, so I've got clients who come to me to solve a problem with a foreclosure or a problem with a modification, and we will use suing the bank as leverage to get them where they need to go. To, the bank will say, all right, we want to solve this globally. We want to make that go away. We want to make this go away. We're going to give them a modification, and we're going to pay them some money because of the, 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 um, the harassment. It's debt harassment, creditor harassment. Um, um, and it's a good way to bring some leverage to my clients um, uh, to to fight the banks. Um, I take those cases on a contingency fee. I don't even charge. Um, it's all about righting the ship and, and making a wrong right. Um, well, good for and you. And giving my clients some leverage back. So I have an attorney on staff whose sole job it is is to sue the banks. That's what she does. Really? Uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. What What is the criteria? Because if you're behind in your payment, I mean, common sense tells me that the bank has the right to call you. Mm -hmm. What is the criteria where they shouldn't if you're on a forbearance? No, what we tell them, folks, is to revoke consent, to tell the bank to stop calling you on your uh, cell phone, to stop calling you at home. You, they, they don't have the right to do that if you take away that right. Most people don't realize that they actually have the right to control that. Really? Tell them not to. And when they still do it, we sue them. Um, for instance, or I'll be, I'll be representing a client in a, in a foreclosure, and the bank is still sending the monthly statements. Now, if you're a homeowner and you've hired an attorney and you're still getting monthly statements from the bank, you're up at night. Why is the bank still sending this to me? I have an attorney. He's supposed to be dealing with this. And you're seeing all these numbers and it's, it's stressful for lack of a better term. Um, that's a direct debt violation. That bank is communicating with you while you have an attorney. Um, that letter is worth a thousand bucks to you. Um, so we sue them to get that money. Um, so that when the bank contacts you while your representative is a violation. Um, then we take a closer look at the monthly statements and we see that they're adding fees and costs that are, in my mind, total fraud. They're made up. 
um, uh, because they don't think anybody's looking or anybody's watching. Um, and it can be little things, $7, $34, but that can make all the difference to somebody in their monthly budget. Why is the bank adding $34 a month for inspection fees, for, for well, uh, property preservation costs? That's another one that they say. Um, hmm. Or late fees after the, the, the foreclosure's been started. Well, there's no more payments due. How are you charging late fees? But nobody looks because they're just adding it and adding it and adding it. Um, so part of, you know, bringing some justice to all of this is um, suing them and forcing them to get it right. Um, so that's what I mean by harassment, um, debt harassment, uh, mm -hmm. the phone calls and the letters um, that should all completely end once you have an attorney representing you. W once I represent a client, they have a bubble around them. No one can come out to the house. The sheriff can't come out. The bank can't call you. They can't send you anything. The lawyers can't call you. They can't send you anything. You're protected. You're represented. It all has to come through me. And if it doesn't, we're going to sue whoever did that. It's the best way I can describe that. Giving my clients that bubble of protection sometimes is everything. Um, knowing that there's no surprises. The sheriff isn't going to show up and kick you out. The bank isn't going to harass you and just take your money. You've got someone fighting for you on your side. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I take the most pride in being able to do for folks. Yes. Well, that's 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 really clear. I, you're really bringing up a lot of things that uh, actually things that we didn't cover the last time, kind of like in the same whole you know umbrella. But um, that's really interesting because I just was always under the impression that if you're behind in in your bills, that the bill collector has the right to call you. They do, but you can tell them not to. You can tell them not to. That's right. You can revoke your consent for them to call is the legal term for doing that. Um, but yeah, you're telling them not to. You don't have the right to call me anymore. And they can't, just because you owe money, still call. Mm -hmm. There's a law that says that's the case. So they have to contact you through? Through the mail. Through the mail. Only letters. Snail mail. Snail mail. Snail that's mail. It. Regular snail mail. Yes. That is amazing. That's amazing information. Yeah. And that can really reduce the stress. I mean, if your phone isn't ringing all day, mm -hmm. you know, and you can be out with folks and here's this debt collector calling you again, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. Yes, mm -hmm. it's, har it's harassing. Um, the idea is to make all that stop. Um, mm -hmm. When they don't listen and they do it anyway, we make them pay. So would you recommend um, to our viewers to do that in writing? Well, typically, there's a couple of ways to do it. Um, they can do it in writing. Um, hold, hold that yes. thought just for a second because we're going to take a break. I, I'm just trying to really hone in so that we, we know what we're supposed to do because it's kind of scary when you, you know, mess with your mortgage company because yeah. you want to hold on to your home. You don't want to make them mad or whatever. So we're going to touch on that as soon as we come back. Get your favorite beverage. Sit back. Relax. We're going to make sure that if you're in any kind of situation, we'll pull you back from the edge. So we'll be right back. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen so no you're so fine hi everyone welcome back into primetime tv we're talking about getting real with real estate uh law because i'll tell you i'm learning so much just here today and we welcome you into the show. I'm Barbara Marvel. With me is Andy Lyons with Lyons Law Group. We're going to put his website up so that you can get a hold of him if you'd like to talk with him. And I think you're going to be really surprised in what is happening out there today. A free consultation. You can't beat that. Um, Andy's a personable guy. He's a family man. And he's been in the community practicing law for how many years? 20 years. 20 years. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. Yeah. It, it does. And you've had your own practice? For 10 years. Now. For 10 years. Yes. Exactly. This is our 10th year. Congratulations. Just before we took the break, we were talking about phone calls from bill collectors. Today we're talking about mortgages. Uh, let's just kind of recap that a little bit about them calling you. And if you tell them, I ask you the question, if it has to be in writing. And then we took a break. Um, typically, no, it doesn't have to be in writing because typically you're receiving the phone call. So the bill collector calls you and you answer it. And they say, this is so-and-so collecting a debt. Mm. You verbally say... I'm with, with revoking my consent, do not call me on the cell phone, don't call me at home, don't call me anymore. Um, you can follow that up with a letter, but typically most people don't. That's enough to verbally withdraw consent. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, whether or not they actually note their system and listen and follow that instruction is the next thing, but um, that is how you at least begin the process of cutting them off. Okay. Um, from the debt harassment. And this isn't just mortgage. This can be anything, medical bills, any consumer debt. Um, that There's debtors or creditors calling you, harassing you for money that you, you may or may not even owe. Right. Um, That's true. Um, these are good ways to deal with that. There's times when we've sued and the, 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 the creditors just said, forget it, we'll walk away from everything. The debt goes away? It just goes away because it's, it's more expensive to deal with everything else um, than it is to continue to try and collect that debt. Um, so there's times when taking that offensive step back against the creditors, uh, they don't like that. I mean, they're bullies, right? So they don't want a problem child. They just want to pick on the easy people. Oh, yeah, um, I bet. So the, the idea is to be a problem child. Ah. Um, and to push back a little bit. The creditors are very pushy. Um, yep. They're after money. They're going to say and do almost anything to get it, yes. which is what created all the laws preventing that from happening. Mm -hmm. um, they just flaunt the law and 
go do what they want to do anyway. Sure, um, sure. Um, which is stressful for folks, right? Yes. They're getting phone yes. calls. They're all hours of the day and night. Um, it, it, it can really be unnerving getting all these phone calls. So. Oh, absolutely. So, so you help your clients with debtors? The debtors, well. absolutely, yes. It's not limited to mortgages, although that, of course, is the big one that everybody knows yeah. about. Um, sure, there's, there's all kinds of credit card debt, medical debt, um, any other debt that may be out there um, that you're getting letters and phone calls about is, is potentially something that has opened up that creditor to uh, a lawsuit uh, for their behavior and how they're doing it and what they're asking for. Um, so we look into those things all the time, yes. And so you actually sue them? Yes. For your client. We sue the debt collector. We sue the person who's calling. We sue the person who they're calling on behalf of. Uh, we're going to sue everybody related to this thing because they're all in line and they're all making money one way or the other. So mm -hmm. you're all pieces of the puzzle. You're all going down together. Mm -hmm. um, and that's usually what we find. There's one big owner behind it and they've hired these debt collection companies to go collect the debt. But that big owner of the debt is responsible for the actions of all of their pawns out there. Mm -hmm. um, so we sue them both is the answer to the question. So that could be uh, quite a resolve, especially for anybody that is, is in that hardship situation and wanting to save their home um, and worrying about how they're going to pay this medical bill or that medical bill or this whatever repossession or whatever it is that they have going on in their life. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes amazing to see the results. So we go from folks thinking that they're just downtrodden and beaten to them suing the bank, getting money and keeping their home. Seeing that transition is really rewarding, um, but I see it very often. I see folks go from having no hope at all to understanding that there are solutions, there's options, and there's ways to do things that may not be obvious. Um, there's ways to get at the banks and the creditors that, that may not seem like that was ever possible for. Most of the folks I talked to had no idea that they could sue the banks and had no idea I that had, they could sue their creditors. I had no idea. And that's what I mean. Um, they just accept it as if it's sort of part of life, um, and it should not be that way. You should not have to accept that as part of your life. That's why we have attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have law firms, because you're in the know. And you just go that extra mile, Andy, don't you? You do. I know I, you I do. I do. I take every client to heart. I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's situation is different. It's important for me to be personally involved in every case, and I am. Mm -hmm. My clients get tired of hearing from me. Um, <laughs> That being said, I can ensure then that they're getting good advice. Yes. I can ensure that everybody is, has a you know, custom-tailored legal solution um, that, that we're aiming towards getting for everybody. And they're all different, uh, depending upon everybody's economic status, whether they want to move back up north, whether they want to stay down here and retire, whether they have kids, I mean, whether they need to get through a couple school years before they can afford to modify. All of those are moving parts. Um, that kind of require a, a consultation. That's why I give people free consultations. Yes. Because yes. this way I can get to the bottom of it without them worrying about paying me. Well, I think it l lets them just take a, a sigh of relief. Um, just take a brief little time, time out. <clears throat> Excuse me. My producer is telling me that we did have a call come in from a Thomas who was asking, are you just Pasco County or? I am in, in I guess, four or five surrounding counties. So Hillsborough, Pinellas, Pasco, um, Hernando and Citrus. Oh, very good. So this 
kind of the whole swath of the coast. There you go. So, Thomas, thank you for calling in and asking about that. We'll show Andy's website again if you'd like to get in touch with him. But, yeah, free consultation. I mean, that's that's an attorney that really does have heart to put put into your your practice. Here it is. You can call 1-800-399-9781. And uh, I love the links that you have on there, too, so that you can go on and just spend some time. Education is key, is it not? It is. That's what I start by doing with every one of my clients. Mm -hmm. I tell them this is not a consultation. This is an education session. Yes. Sit back, buckle in. I'm going to kind of teach you about the world of foreclosures and deeds in lieu and short sales and modifications and forbearances and how all these things tie together. And then after I educate you, we're going to come back and kind of talk about what might be right for you. Okay. Without good information, you can't make good decisions. No. So we no. need to, and, and the other thing I find is the fear of the unknown. Yes. What keeps my clients yes. up more than anything. Yes. Once you know your options, and you may not like them, but once you know them, you will feel so much better. Right, because Just, you you can make you can make a better informed decision that's that right. way. That's right. And it kind of allows you to put it on the side. You've now made that decision that's done. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sleep with it over your pillow every night be- mm-hmm. and figure out what we're going to do and what's going to happen. Right. Um, and I often say to folks, you know, we need an exit strategy before we go into battle. We need to figure out why we're fighting this and what we intend to achieve. We're not just going to fight for the sake of fighting. No. What are we trying? Are we trying to achieve time? Are we trying to achieve breathing room? That's one thing. Are we trying to save the home right away? That's mm-hmm. something else. Um, are we trying to s- sell the home and have the bank release the rest of the debt so that we can just clean up and move on? Um, well, those are three totally different things. Yes. Um, and it really depends upon where my clients are in their financial lives as well as physically where they want to be mm-hmm. um, to kind of determine what, what the right thing is to do. Exactly. Yeah. So like you said earlier, uh, everybody's in a different situation. And so let's say somebody comes in just as a scenario. Uh, as we said earlier on, in case you're just tuning in and you missed the statement that Andy made earlier, he has a pretty good idea as to whether or not to take your situation or not, right? Yes. Yeah. Because you know if this is something that you can win. What's the high percentage that you win your cases? Well, okay, so there's for the modifications, there's about a 97% acceptance rate. So if we're attempting to save the home and get a modification, 97% of the time we'll be successful. Okay. Um, And and as you said, a lot of that is knowing going in. So if my client isn't quite ready to do it now, Mm -hmm. we need a plan B in the meantime. Yeah, We need need to get us there. Uh, We may just need the breathing room and the time to do that. Okay. uh, I often sometimes say that I want my clients applying for these modifications when they look the worst, not the best. It's kind of counterintuitive. The bank is going to base that new monthly payment and this whole thing on what you're earning. So if you're earning a lot of money, that payment's going to be kind of big. If you're not earning a lot of money, that payment's going to be kind of low, and the bank will have to do something to loan to get it there, which hopefully is principal reduction. Um, so I often like to say to my clients, let's apply when you're at your worst. We can only go up from there. If you're not approved, we can apply again with more income. But if you're approved at this income level, then the payment is affordable. Um, so that requires some you know, discussion about financially where they are. But that is kind of what we do best. We mm-hmm. kind of will help folks make some determinations about what the right thing is to do and when. So, so what if they're in that, they're like that borderline foreclosure and they keep dancing with the bank and mm-hmm. um, they're, they just, they don't want to have that under the pillow at night. Yeah. Um, we want to get ahead of it. The okay. best thing we can do then is jump in now. 
Mm -hmm. um, because it sends a message, as I said, to the bank that if they work with us, everybody holds hands, sings kumbaya, and this goes away. If they don't work with my client and give them a good modification, then we're going to go to plan B, mm -hmm. um, which they may not like so much. Mm -hmm. It's expensive, and I might end up suing them. Mm -hmm. So um, it's about getting leverage that my clients okay. didn't have to begin with. So even though it has not gone to the point of even intent to foreclose, that would be a good time to have you step in and just get with the bank and go, look, guys, these people have had a little, you know, tough luck. They need a break, and you go to bat for them. Yeah, and there's times when I can jump in and say, hey, gang, hold up. Before you file this foreclosure, just give me a couple of months. And it really only takes me two to three months to save a home. It's, that was my next question. It's not six months or a year. Oh, really? Within about 60 days, we will be done the application process, and within about 90, we'll have an answer. Um, so this is not going to go on forever. We're going to know whether we're saving this home rather quickly. Um, and that allows us to make some good decisions. Again, good yes. information. Yes. Um, but with such a high acceptance rate, they almost all go away right. uh, because it's in everyone's best interest, the bank included. Absolutely. So. One minute till our break. Uh, you know what? There's no point in losing sleep at night. There just really isn't. And Andy has really given some great answers, as he always does when he comes on the show. And sometimes that, I mean, that could give you hope. I know it's giving you hope right now. If you're in that situation or if you think you are approaching that situation, it's the anticipation and the fear of the unknown and your blood pressure going up every time the phone rings. This is such valuable information. Yeah, life is too short to do that to yourself. It is. And not just an attorney, I'm a counselor. So the first thing I'm telling people is, okay, woo-saw, bring it back down here, okay? <laughs> Don't, you know, we, we, the bank thinks of this as money and it's a business. Mm -hmm. We need to move our brains in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. Um, but just knowing that you've got somebody fighting for you, I think, is often enough for people to be able to kind of pass the football and say, okay, you run with it for a yeah, while. exactly. I'm going to take a break. Yeah, um, and sometimes yeah. that's what people need. Speaking of a break, that was a perfect segue. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hollox is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen hi everyone welcome back into primetime tv we are here out of our we being tv studio i'm barbara marvel kelly and with me is andy lyons from lyons law group and i tell you we've really we are not scratching the surface we're getting into the nitty-gritty we're digging today. in deep today yeah we yeah. really are and i think it's important so that we can really let people know what's happening out there today uh you had mentioned i said in this last segment, give me our takeaway. You said, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. And this I find interesting, too. You were sharing the fact that there are some people that are on time with their payments. They're all caught up. But like you said, they're clawing. They're clawing to, to make that happen. Yeah. So let's talk about that for yeah, a minute. Yeah, I would say at least 20% of the people I meet with are on time with their mortgage, but realize that this is not sustainable. Either they owe too much on their home and that there's no, almost no point, or um, that, that that number, that monthly number is just not sustainable anymore and that they can see the writing on the wall. Um, and they want to know what to do. Um, they don't want to go behind because they know that could mean losing their home. Um, but they don't know how to approach the bank for purposes of trying to get a lower monthly payment so that they can afford to stay. And that's mm -hmm. usually what we're talking about is getting a lower monthly payment um, out of the bank as part of these modifications to make that payment more affordable. Um, so I meet with plenty of people. One of the hardest conversations I have to have with people is talking about stopping paying the mortgage because gosh darn it, we are raised to pay the mortgage. Um, and, and that's right and that's good. And yes. that feeling yes. is with every one of my clients. I don't have any clients that just decide not to pay the mortgage. Of course. There's this misconception that there's, yes. those are out there. Yes. They don't exist. No one just arbitrarily decides to put them through this horrible process mm -hmm. on their own mm -hmm. um, just because they maybe may get a better deal. Mm -hmm. Something has to force that to happen. Yes. Right? We stop paying the credit cards and everything else before we stop paying the mortgage. Um, so... The goal then is to meet with folks and kind of talk with them and say, okay, we might need to go behind for a month in order to do this modification. But because we can get an answer in 60 to 90 days, my worst case scenario is you're going to have to make all those three payments and catch it up and go back to your old payment. You don't lose the home. So they save that money and then just pay it. For those folks in that, that are in that, position, in that position, that way we can give it a whirl, yeah. and if it doesn't work, we're not so far behind that it hurts that we just can we can pull it back again if mm -hmm. we want to. Mm -hmm. um, but that is how I kind of deal with some folks that may be on time that are on that cusp of mm -hmm. you know what do I do? The problem, the reason that I say you have to go behind is this: you can apply while you're current on your loan, 
uh, for a modification, the bank will deny you outright. Really? Yeah. Because you're paying. You're paying. Yeah, yeah it makes that's common sense, right? You're paying. Sure. Uh, so the bank has two piles of people in front of them. This mm -hmm. pile is not paying, and this pile is paying. Mm -hmm. Which pile needs your attention first if you're the bank? i got to get these people who are not paying, paying. You guys are paying. You're great. You get no help. Forget it. Right. Which is insane. I get that. Because these are the good ones. These are the ones that realize what's happening. They're yes. trying to work on it. They're, like you said, they're clawing every month to make this payment. Um, but the bank doesn't have any feelings at all. You're paying, you're current, you don't have a hardship. Because it's impossible to argue that you can't afford to make the monthly payment if you're making if the you're monthly making the payment, right? Right, um, right. And this argument, well, my home is underwater. That's not a hardship, right? That That's a horrible financial situation. Yes, it is. But it's not a hardship as far as the bank is concerned. And everybody seems to think that that's the hardship. Um, the bank doesn't care what you owe. The bank doesn't care what it's worth. Mm -hmm. um, so that the hardship really has to come down to, I can't afford to make this monthly payment. It's reverse math. We start with the monthly payment and then go backwards and try and say, okay, how are we going to make that low monthly payment fit? Well, we've got to drop the interest rate. We've got to drop some of the principal down. We might even extend the term of the loan, a number of different ways to get there. Um, but I hear that a lot from people that are still current on their loan saying, mm. I can't keep this up. W what do I do? What solutions do I have? Um, That's good to know. Yeah. What about the... What about the client that has had modif modification after modification after modification, and they just keep adding it to the loan, adding it to the loan? I mean, doesn't that just put you in a, a real crazy square box and take it out? Yeah, it's a frustrating thing. You know, I call it the close up and the far away. When I look at these modifications close up, I say, look, the old payment was 1200 the new payment 750 that's pretty good on a monthly basis. I like it. When I dial it back and I move that microscope you know, back a little bit, I say, oh my gosh, I'm paying over 40 years. There's a balloon at the end of this thing. This interest rate is not so great. This is not such a fantastic deal. But I got to live somewhere. I got to have a housing expense somewhere. I got to have a roof over my head. Is it cheaper to pay and stay here or is it cheaper just to go rent somewhere and not have to fix the AC when it breaks and have to pay the homeowners association and cut the lawn? Mm -hmm. Now we get into math, right? Right. But then there's another factor and that's the home is where the heart is, okay? We're not talking about a pen or a car or a watch. Right. We're talking about the roof over your head. We've got sweat equity in this. This is our home and we want to live there. So there are times when some clients say, I don't care, it's just a house, I'll move on. And some folks say, no, this is, I've been here for 26 years. I do not want to lose it. I want to try and keep it. Even if we've had three modifications, it doesn't matter. We'll try again. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over. I've got absolutely clients with multiple modifications. I have clients come back to me that I've got the modifications for the first time and say, I just can't do this or I don't want to. I don't want to continue to just, I'm essentially renting my house from the bank. I owe 300000 It's only worth 200000 Every monthly payment I make goes into space. I'm not building any equity, certainly not in the beginning of the loan anyway. Um, and yet I have to fix everything when it breaks. So the economics of that don't seem to make sense. Um, well, that's a balancing act between, but you're going to have a housing expense somewhere. Right. Um, so we got it. That's the realistic conversation I kind of need to have with folks, and that's really more math than anything else. Sure. Um, and but the again, figures are, they're there the, in, yes, in front of them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's again why I say don't wait, because we might look at that and say, well, you know, if you do this, this, and this over the next three to six months, you'll be in a lot better position to apply then. Um, 
you've got too much income now. You don't have enough income now. Um, depending upon what that looks like, even if you're current, mm -hmm. will allow us to at least create a plan of action. Yes. Um, we we're running out of time right now, and I just happened to think of something that I didn't mention, but on the modification, don't they usually put you on like a, a trial period? Yes. Normally, we see a three-month temporary payment plan, mm -hmm. um, which is where the bank's making you make that payment, and you have no idea what you're paying towards. What's your interest rate? What's the principal amount? What? Mm -hmm. How long is the loan term? What's the maturity date? Is there a balloon? I could go on. The point is, you don't know. I'm still okay with that believe it or not, in most circumstances, um, because at least I know what that monthly payment's going to be. And if it's an affordable number and my clients want to keep the home, we take it and we find out where that road leads. It's I usually see. worth doing. I, I get it, it's risky, it's not comfortable, um, but that I am seeing almost across the board uh, very with modifications. Good. Very now. good, yeah. but it's, all, it's also a lot better than the phone calls. And the harassment. That's for sure. And just to recap, uh, in case you missed this, Andy was saying um, that you do not have to put up with people calling you and harassing you. Call Andy today, tomorrow. Leave a message. Uh, he'll have a free consultation with you. You can't beat that. And I tell you, just to educate yourself can really help you, you know, away from that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness and all that. Andy, thank you so much. You're thank always you. a delight. Appreciate it. We'll Thanks have for you having back. me on. All right. Thank you for joining us.